quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom? Let me tell you about mylifeinabook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Pretty cool, right? Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her questions via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions you wish to ask. And then she can either type her responses or use their voice-to-text feature. And mylifeinabook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And guess what? They can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. It's like preserving her voice and her stories for eternity. This book becomes a legacy, something your future generations can treasure forever. Your mom's given you a lifetime of stories. This is your chance to give her a way to share them. I used mylifeinabook.com to compile my own stories to give to my daughters for Mother's Day. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code PEACE at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com. Use code PEACE for 10% off today. When our kids are born, we have expectations as to how our family will interact. What we certainly aren't ready for are the struggles we encounter with the people we love the most. We are here for the parent who feels like they've tried it all, for the parent who feels like they have to yell to be heard, for the parent who is tired of timeouts and kids fighting all day. We are here for you. We believe when parents feel supported and heard, they are able to come to parenting more centered. We offer tools to navigate the messiness of life with kids. We are Peace in Parenting. Welcome back to another episode of the Peace in Parenting podcast. I'm Gemma and I'm here with Michelle. Hi, Gemma. Good morning. (laughs) We're back again for an episode on sharing. Sharing. (laughs) I was just bashing sharing before we started. Gemma's not a sharer. I do not like to share. No touchy my things. I I think that's fair. Esme's like that too. She goes, I don't want to have anybody over at the house because I don't want anybody touching my things. Oh my gosh. I warned Caleb before we have friends over and I'm like, the things that you do not want to share, Mm -hmm. put away right now. Because everything that's out, we are sharing. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a really good tactic. Like if you don't want to share it, put it away. And it's better than saying, you know, you you have to share everything because you don't have to share everything. And um. Yeah, Esme doesn't like, she doesn't think people treat her things well enough. And so she, you know, and so she doesn't want people touching them. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, especially teenage girls, you know. I'm like that with Dan with my water cup. I'm like, do not drink out of my water cup. Go downstairs and get your own. (laughs) I'm like the opposite. I'm like, sure, whatever. I don't care. I have no, I don't care. Take whatever you want. I I really don't care. So every, and I that way. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's the, I think that is important to notice that some kids like to share sometimes and some kids don't. And it's also developmental. Mm-hmm. You know, it's sharing is something we, we can grow into or maybe we don't and that's okay too. But it's not something that we need to necessarily force our kids to do because that, that just doesn't seem right when you really think about it and, and analyze it. It just doesn't seem like we as adults should come in and say, oh, so-and-so sees you're having a really good time with your thing and now they want it. So you got to give it up. (laughs) If you think about that that. in in that way, and that's just like, we have to think of 
of parenting as a relationship. So I have this relationship with my child and I am, you know, foregoing that relationship or dismissing that relationship by telling them, no, I see you're having fun, but you have to give that thing up to your friend because we want him to have fun because his fun is more important than your fun. Right. And that just just doesn't seem right. But we get stuck there. And I think the thing is, too, is that as adults, we understand sharing, but we also understand waiting our turn. And if we saw somebody having a good time, like on their iPhone or whatever, we wouldn't say, oh, hey, give me your give me your phone. I want your phone. It looks like you're having fun. Give me your phone. <laughs> you know? Right. And so it's different when adults share and when adults wait their turn because we're, we have maturity and our poor kids do not have maturity. And so when we ask them to stop having a good time with the thing that they have, it's not really fair. Yeah, I don't think it's fair either, but I think it's hard to enforce that because you have your own like, well, that is just not fair. Like, yeah, you must split the time. And I'm like, but why? Yeah. Why? Yeah, I think that's a good question to ask us. I think this becomes an adult thing. You know, we really want it to be, quote unquote, what we think is fair. Right. And what we think is fair oftentimes is telling the person who has the thing that they have to give it up for a certain amount of time to the other person. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that's necessarily fair. And I think it creates a lot of bitterness too. Like when Caleb's playing with something and I mean, Jonah turned three and now I'm like, wow, who are you? <laughs> what is happening in this? <laughs> but I'm like, that is Caleb's and Caleb can choose to share it if he wants to. But right now he doesn't want to share it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to force him to. So then I sit through the upset with Jonah and then eventually Caleb does share like when yeah. he wants to. I like how you said that. I sit through the upset with Jonah and I that is the piece that I believe is really important. It's saying, yeah, he doesn't want to share with you, but I'm going to listen to your feelings. I know it's hard that he doesn't, you know, share his thing. I'm right here. I know when he's done, he's going to give you your turn. And now you're teaching the little one to wait his turn. Mm-hmm. You're teaching him some patience. You're teaching him that, yeah, you can't just come in and say, yeah, now it's mine. I, I want it. Because what is that teaching the the other child? That you can have whatever you want just because you say you want it or just because you whine or just because you're upset or just because it's your desire. We're going to fulfill your desire just because. And I don't think that's teaching a good message either. We have to think about parenting as, as this really all these relationships. It isn't about what's just like right for in the moment that this is like a, a whole, you know, myriad of different interactions that we're engaging in and that will create the connection or disconnection between us and our child too or children and I think kids that are connected will share like if Caleb says this is my toy I'm playing with right now Jonah wouldn't get upset if he didn't need something more you know what I mean like just the sharing so if he doesn't get upset I know we're good if he does I'm like I gotta sit through this instead of distract him with another toy Yeah, coming either way. He's upset no matter what. Yeah. And with the distraction just shoves down the feeling for later or for it creates more bad behaviors, you know, moving forward. And that's no fun to deal with either. And when we can sit through the upset, maybe they'll get more connected and then be more regulated and then be able to move through, you know, their desires or their inability or ability to share whatever they're dealing with. But um, I think when we can say, you know, you can have it when they're done. It's very simple. Of course, You can have it when they're all finished. And then you can say to the child, will you give it up when you're finished? Okay, great. And the other part of it is too, if like somebody's engrossed in this toy 
and they're having such a good time, of course it's going to attract other kids around, yeah. right? Everyone's going to be like, oh, wow, he's having, he has the best, he's having the best time over there. I want some of that. Right. That's normal, right? And it's normal for kids not to have empathy at, at young ages. So they don't understand if I take it, then I'm taking away this child's joy, this fun. They just think, oh, that looks fun. I want that too. So <laughs> it's just a that. normal human. I mean, we all do that. Like the new shirt that your friend it's, got, you're like, oh, I need that shirt and then I'll be happy. But will you? Yeah. yeah. Or or maybe you will. Yeah, <laughs> but I, it, I would. But it doesn't have to, you don't have to take it off their, their back. <laughs> yes. So I think that's it too. It's This is totally a normal struggle. And a lot of parents with my kid can't share. Well, yeah, that's okay. Because that's a normal thing. And, you know, a lot of parents will say, well, my kid just comes up and grabs things from from other children. It's so mean. It's actually not because they're so self-centered. They're thinking they're one track mind. I want that toy. I'm going to go over and get that toy and take it. That's totally normal, but That's we like can what intervene. I was talking about with the Piaget stuff, like their brain is not there. They literally cannot right now. No, they're self-centered. They're very in their own world and they're yeah. not, they don't, they haven't created that. And they're really little, they haven't had, you know, any experience with being empathic to other people. But the other thing too is, is when, when the toy is given up and is handed to the other child. It's so sweet. It's so joyous. It's like, oh, here, now you, you can share in my joy. You can share in my, sh- you can share in my sharing, right? So to speak, <laughs> you get to have some fun too with the toy. And I'm willing to give it up to you now because I'm all done. And now I get to experience your joy in, in having it. And that creates some sort of empathy too. Yes. Yeah. We wanted to record this right before Christmas because I feel like when, I mean, at least if you have siblings in your family or even cousins, when one gets a present, it's really hard on the other person for my children at least. And so yeah. in my house, we just deal with it. Like Caleb gets a new toy. That's his toy. He gets to yep. choose what he does with it. And eventually he will show, you know, he's like excited. He wants to share it with Jonah eventually. But in the mm-hmm. heat of the moment, he's like, it's my new toy. Yeah, I think we had a we had one Christmas where um, we had just started connected parenting. and It was really good. But of course, you know, Christmas or Hanukkah or or anything that you celebrate that includes a lot of gifts and a lot of family is hard. Mm-hmm. And of course, as me woke up and, you know, Santa came, I know we have a little discussion on Santa. <laughs> we don't do Santa anymore, but, um, you know, uh, she said to me, I hate Santa. <laughs> and I was like, why? She's like, because Pia got everything and I got nothing. Oh my gosh. So sad. But I was in, and, and in hindsight, I'm like, you know what? She just felt like she was not getting any attention or any anything because it was, you know, it was one of the first Christmases she had to share with Pia where Pia was actually a person, yeah. you know, where Pia was like walking and talking Big and enough. being, you know, she's like three or something. And she was just now, you know, interacting in that way. And so she didn't get all the attention. And I'm sure that's how she felt. And so when I built in more connection, we had special time and we were, you know, getting connected, she felt better about it. Um, but it, it's, I think it's really hard to feel as if you're not getting what you think you, you want or you deserve. Mm-hmm. And that creates some sort of anxiety for kids. So something to keep in mind that you can help fix that with connection pieces. For Christmas and birthdays, I always let the boys pick out a gift for each other. So it's like... Uh. They learn to delight in like pleasing other, not pleasing other yeah. people, but like, look, you got yeah. something and it's fun. Totally. Like it can be fun to give and yes. just keep everything to yourself. Esme's Pia's birthday was two days ago and Esme ordered something on Amazon. Oh. 
and, and it was supposed to come like Tuesday night and her birthday was Wednesday night and it didn't come Tuesday and she was in tears. Aww. My present's not going to get here for her birthday. I really want her to have it. And I was like, oh, so sweet. Now they can like really want to, like you said, delight in one another. And that's really sweet. It's yeah. really, really sweet. The other thing with the sharing thing, when you can say you can have it when, when they're done with it, is that now the child who knows that the other child wants their toy, now they can be kind of regulating about how long they're playing with it. Because they because eventually, if you do this enough, everyone's going to be waiting for something. Mm -hmm. Right. And over time, they learn, oh, you know what, I should maybe take an abbreviated turn because I know my brother or sister wants a turn. And I know when they get it, if I hog it, they're going to hog it. So, (laughs) And it takes a few rounds of that. It takes like 10 or 15 or 20 rounds of it before they start to internalize. Oh, if I take an abbreviated turn or if I really am mindful about, you know, not making my brother or sister wait too long or my friend wait too long, they're going to reciprocate. But it takes a long time for them to get to that reciprocal place. A lot of practice. Mm -hmm. But they do get there. They do get there. It's even with like the swings at the park. Everybody wants to be on the swing and the boys know if somebody's on the swing, you can stand there and wait your turn or you can go play and keep your eye on it. But we are not asking someone to get off the swing. No. <laughs> and, swing right and I now. almost think waiting there is almost like intimidating. It's like yes. you're just like <laughs> staring them down. I've, I've been there where kids are like just staring us down. <laughs> and they can't even enjoy their turn. Because they're just like. Oh, like, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> Moving but, on. But you know. All learning lessons because then it's like, oh, I, I guess I shouldn't do that to someone else, you know, like it's all a process and we're all just learning. And, and it's the problem is, is that we have to sit through all this stuff that we already know. And it becomes really hard for us to sit through the sharing and the waiting your turn and the patience. And it's excruciating to watch your child have to learn this stuff, you know? I feel like Dan and I model it pretty well in front of them. Obviously, I share my water cup when the children are around. But they'll always ask, uh-huh. like, they'll ask for a bite of my dinner. And I'm like, of course, like, you can have as much as my dinner as you want, even though I'm like, please don't eat my dinner. <laughs> but I, that's my piece because I'm such a bad sharer. I try to like model it as much as I can. And then I wonder, were you meant to, were you expected to share as a kid? I had three siblings. Everything was shared. Yeah. Three of us drove at the same time. So three of us shared a car. Well, that makes sense as to why you don't want to share. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Now you want your things. I I really try hard not to, but no, that's okay. That's just where you're at. And that's okay too. I think that's okay. I have other good qualities. (laughs) That's not a bad one, by the way, to want your things. You and Esme would get along just fine. Yeah, we would. We should hang out. (laughs) Yeah, she likes her things a certain way. We were with this little boy who, there maybe two, three of them were trying to share stuff. And the parents of the two-year-old were just like so involved. And I was just silently sitting in the background like, it's fine. Like, they're going to be fine. Let them work it out. Like It's our own anxiety around it too. Like we don't, we think someone's being unkind, I think. We really do believe that not sharing is being unkind and that grabbing things is being unkind. But they are so in their own head. I promise you they're not being unkind. They're being totally normal. And so we don't have to think of them as these monster kids who they can't share or, you know, they grab. I think we just have to be okay with getting in there and maybe setting a limit and helping kids kind of figure it out and doing it really calmly and just saying, you know, when you're done, are you willing to give it up? 
And then the other then say, well, wait for it until they give it up. And then sitting with the kid who has to wait and, and maybe having a tantrum around that. And that's okay, too. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid of those big feelings. They're all good. Because I think what you're trying to accomplish by forcing the sharing actually accomplishes what I am. Like someone yeah. who really doesn't like sharing. Yeah. I don't even like the word share. It's hard for me to say it because it's so negative to me instead of like, it's KK's turn or this is KK's right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll be here for you while we wait. Yeah. Well, look, that's such a good reason why you shouldn't have compulsory sharing is yeah. Gemma's your example. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. We can all be examples of something. Oh my gosh. I think that's it on sharing. Really? Yeah. Anything else? No. So, I mean, I don't know about setting the timer. If there's a conflict, I'll come to Caleb and I'll be like, you both want the same thing at the same time. What should we do? And he has started. I mean, I think because we, special time on Alexa with the timer he's like let's Mm -hmm. set a timer and I'll play for two minutes and I'm like okay that's what you want and they'll do that themselves but yeah I mean I think that's definitely better than having the parents say okay you get five you get five right yeah yeah Yeah. or just saying like why don't you just if you want it then you have it until you're finished Mm -hmm. and you don't even really need the timer I say that and then Caleb puts it in his backpack and takes it to school (laughs) Jonah's like oh okay the timer? No, no, no. Oh, his toy, toy, whatever he's playing oh, with it. He's wait, like, oh, it's still mine. He well, can't play with it at school. Fit, well, he is his mother's son. He is. <laughs> well, thank you guys. This was really good on sharing. We yeah. so appreciate you guys being here and, and appreciate this community. And please um, let us know if you would like to connect on Facebook. We have our private Facebook group and um, we're on Instagram. And we're so happy to be here. So thank you for co- listening. Yeah. Merry Christmas to everybody and good luck with gifts yeah we got this yeah no kidding okay Okay. we'll see you guys next week